0: So you're using WordPress and you have your business online. The next question is, now what? With so much to do and so little time, it's hard to figure out where you should put your energy. WordPress might be the foundation for your website, but it's what you do with your business that counts. In this podcast, we'll talk about building and running an online business, but you have to be willing to do the work and just show up. My name is Kim Doyle, AKA the WordPress Chick, and this is the WordPress Chick Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Holy moly, I, <laughs> I'm debating. I've got a new intro. I'm, I'm thinking it made it into this episode. I'm recording this before the intro is complete. So uh, <laughs> if it was there, because I really don't want to come back and cut this out, I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. I um, am making some changes in, in my business and doing just oh, there's a bunch of fun stuff going on that I'm pretty excited to be sharing with you guys. I don't know how much of that I'm going to get into today, um, but this is episode 160. And let me tell you, I had I, I must have played around with the title of this episode. I don't know five times and. Who knows, maybe by the time I publish it, um, it will be a different, but <laughs> I don't know. Right now, the, the topic for today's show, and I'm sorry if you can hear me clicking, I just wanted to make sure I had the most recent final version of, of the show notes up. Um, so first of all, I, was, I almost said happy August. This would be the second podcast for August, so we're not going to do a happy August, but holy moly, time is flying I will be heading down to LA. Um, where am I at today? Two weeks from today to move my daughter down to Southern California. She's transferring from uh, San Francisco to Southern California. Her boyfriend just graduated. Uh, he's a film student. And so is she. And there's just a few more opportunities down there. Not to mention the cost of living as well. Much better in <laughs> and, and Los Angeles than San Francisco. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's kind of fun. She's home with me and she is – my audio video ninja creative genius behind the scenes um so we've got some really fun things coming out there will be a new YouTube channel dun, dun, dun. it's called just show up TV you you can go there if you want um there's nothing there yet but that should be launching I wanted to get it out by the end of August it looks like it's gonna be september um we're not it's not really gonna be it's it's about all my business and marketing and whatnot but you guys know me and it's, it's about showing up in business and in life exactly where you are with what you've got and making it work. So it should be fun. I'm, I'm really excited. I went down a crazy rabbit hole yesterday looking for music because the other thing that's coming. Um, and I think. I'm trying, I'm sitting here staring at my calendar. That's kind of blank, but, um, I think in a couple weeks, I'll give you guys an update on lead surveys. That is just coming along and there will be some news on that pretty quickly, but we've got a podcast launching there too. And, um, so I'll, I'll be making some announcements with that. It's called Don't Give a Fox. <laughs> Pun intended. And, you know, our mascot is Lexi the Fox. So anyways, a whole bunch of stuff happening. Um, but. More than that, uh, let's jump into today's show. And again, when I told you that I have been that I was playing with the titles where I landed, um you may have seen it obviously, is wondering why you haven't made it yet. I've been thinking a lot about this uh, over the last month or so, and I just thought, you know what? Let's just have this conversation on the podcast and of course would love your feedback. I'm going to paint a little scenario for you. I'm hoping The fan's not too loud. It's on lightly. Um, Kim is craving fall already because um, I don't know why I'm slipping to the third person. (laughs) I'm really tired of the 100 degree days. It's cooled off a little bit. I have some pumpkin candles. um, But hopefully the fan is on gentle because, of course, it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm still having coffee. All righty. So bear with me as I enjoy my hot beverage on a hot morning (laughs) with you. I know. I know. I should do iced. Anyways. So hopefully through the writing of these show notes I'm going to be able to articulate exactly what I mean and it makes sense to you guys. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm hoping you're kind of familiar with Kim speak at this point. Um and I've because of the thinking and the writing I've definitely gotten more clarity around this, but I think it's a topic um that just uh it's a conversation worth having. And you know Please hear my heart, guys, and know that there's there's no judgment in any of this. It's truly coming from just a place of experience and observation, things that I've done, how I do things differently now. So there, there's no judgment. And if something feels like a little bit of a zing to you, then, you know, maybe that's something you should look at. But so I've been sharing how I've been a little obsessed with all of this stuff sort of behind the scenes. excuse me, I think I've got like a summer allergy or something. I just took an allergy pill, but, um, (laughs) I was saying to a friend on Skype yesterday, I say that often, huh? Like you guys must think I live on Skype. I kind of do, but that I have been freakishly obsessed with messaging and all this behind the scenes stuff and working through it because at the end of the day, you guys, it's totally working. This stuff is working. And the thing with it is, um, So, again, you know, I was pulling something my daughter and I were talking last night about giving examples. Like, you guys know me. I love to give real-life examples of, would you do this in real life? No. Why do you think it's okay online, right? Um, And it reminded me of something from the Expert Secrets book with Russell Brunson where he talks about creating a kind of like statement, right? And so let me give you a a quick little example before we get into sort of this, uh, the meat of this is as I've been working through uh, the messaging for lead surveys and what we're about and why we're doing what we're doing and how it's going to solve a huge problem for people, you know, I originally talked about it being, well, we're going to teach you, we're going to, it will allow you to segment your subscribers. Well, that's boring, right? And what, what problem does that solve? And so a kind of like statement would be, well, you know, it's kind of like when you're invited to a wedding and you need to RSVP to the bride and groom. Well, when you RSVP, there's a few things you need to let them know, right? One, whether you're going or not. Two, how many people are going. And three, what your dinner choice is going to be, right? Assuming it's not a buffet. So simply based on that data that you're sending back to the bride and groom, they know how many people are going to be there um, and what food to order, right? How much better can they serve you? How much more enjoyable will will the reception be when they have this information from all of their guests, right? So they know how many chicken dinners, how many steak dinners, how many vegetarian, whatever, right? You would think it's been a while. (laughs) My wedding was 97. But you get the point. Right? So that's a kind of like statement. And so I'm sharing that with you, because working through that was like this total light bulb moment for me. And this stuff starts becoming fun. It feels like you're I guess, you know, initially you feel like you're just staring at a blank screen and you kind of are right and, until you just start putting pen to paper, you know, fingers to keyboard. Um, But taking the time to work on this stuff and figure out the things that people can't see is helping me create better stuff that people can see, right? The end product. So um before we go too much further, I wanted to share something with you from one of Seth Godin's books. Uh And it's called the book is what to do when it's your turn, and then in parentheses, and it's always your turn. So I'm going to pause, I'm going to do a little pause for effect, uh, and I'm going to read this little blurb from the book, okay? Wait, while standing on one foot, we ask impatiently, what's this about? We don't go to a movie unless the coming attraction tells us exactly what to expect. We don't listen to music we're not sure we'll like. And we want to know how to pigeonhole every idea and every book so we can move on and click. Please wait. Let it simmer. It might not be for you, but at least this time postpone the relief of resolution. This is your opportunity to make something that matters. Seth Godin. I love that. You guys, this is a really great book and shout out to my friend Deanna who got it for me. Um, and this is also one of those books that, Oh yeah, I loved it, but it is it <laughs> connecting on so many more levels this time. Right. Uh, but let's just go ahead and get an amen for that, right? Is, you know, we're living in a time when it's very easy to get distracted, get consumed by information and stay stuck on the hamster wheel. I mean, it's true, right? I mean, entrepreneurs get stuck on the hamster wheel, just like employees do. What happens is we start our business excited and motivated, right? Or you can apply this depending on how long you've been in business, if it's not super fresh, think about every time you start a new project or something, right? There is that excited feeling of, you know, oh, and it, the possibility and the hope, right? And all that comes with that. Um, we we take off from the start like guns blazing. I hope that's the correct saying, <laughs> but you get my point. And then a few months in, you realize, huh, this isn't what I was expecting, and when I say, you know, the, the thought of this is hard work comes to mind, you guys, I don't mean it like that, that people are lazy, because I, I don't subscribe to that, right? It's more of you realize, oh, here's, here's a great example. Think about when you go to set up an opt in offer on your site, right? Or even you do a blog post, an opt in offer, it's like, great, you create the lead magnet. Okay. Well, then you have to go into your email service provider and get the, the opt-in form, the list, the tag, all of that set up, the follow-up sequence. That's an afternoon, right? I mean, writing a a good follow-up sequence. Then you go and you have to make sure that deciding, you know, your pages are set up on your site. So you've got the opt-in, you've got the confirmation, the thank you, however you want to do that. But of course, then you need the lead box or, and, you know, I'm, I'm using general terminology here, not specific to a plugin, but, It's, it's always, it's never like, it's a total domino effect, right? And so it is hard work and you start to think how this is going to take longer than I expected. And I don't even know if that's a conscious thought to be totally honest with you, because for the most part, like, here's a great example. How many times do I say that? Right. But take lead surveys. Our goal was to pre-sell that in March and I've done one webinar for it back to the drawing board with all of the messaging and that. And I'm, it's going to be released again next month. We're close to the the app being ready. And so there's a small window to finish up the founder pre-sales. Everything always takes longer than we expect. It, it's just, I, I think it's part of this business and you, and you get that. But initially there's um, not a defeated feeling, but, I know for myself, it was, God, what is wrong with me that I can't get this stuff done quicker? What is wrong with me that I'm not making this happen, right? And so, you know, what happens then is you start looking for a different path, right? Your end goal hasn't changed. It's the freedom. It's the, you know, there's two sides to that coin, right? So you've got the personal Time, money, freedom—all of that—and then you've got the flip side of wanting to make a difference and help people and solve problems. And I maybe I'm altruistic, but I—I I think most of us, it feels good to do good for other people, right? So it's—it's it's really rewarding when you know that you're helping and solving a problem. So what happens is, sorry, you guys, I am like I should have stood up, very uncomfortable in the chair this morning. Oh, we gotta raise the desk after this. Um, but what happens when you start looking for that different path, right? Is all of a sudden you realize, well, that's not the answer either, right? And and I've done that where it's like, oh, I know what it is. I need this list building course, or okay, I need to put more energy into my YouTube channel, or oh, wait, I know, I need to do like this epic post with 10 videos and right? It's always outside of ourselves. The solution of the pro- to the problem is not. Where we're at and, and giving something the time and energy to, to get some legs. <clears throat> so, um, it, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of feels like, Oh, this is just kind of like a job. Like I've got to show up every day to the work. And it, and I don't know that it's this way so much anymore. You know, things have definitely changed since I started in 2008, but, um, there is this very, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Romanticized image of the the freedom of an online business, right? And and we see the lifestyle pictures, and I've posted them, and 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 it's great, but oh, it it's just showing up every day doing the same stuff. Okay, but don't worry, you guys, because before you think this is going to be another post or uh, podcast episode, I should say this is what happens when I'm viewing my notes. Um, another episode of rant about doing the work. Just hang with me for a minute. Because what I've realized, and really it's been in the last couple of years, is that we often think we're doing the work, right? And we kind of are. So when I say, you know, we're kind of doing the work, here are some of the things that I'm referring to. I'm sure they're going to resonate with you guys. You're reading posts and books about what you're doing, right? So you guys probably want to say enough, Kim, right? With the Expert Secrets book with Russell Brunson. I'm telling you, this is probably, this is like my new Bible <laughs> um, for online marketing. <clears throat> because it's not tactics. It's it's all this behind the scenes stuff, right? So, okay, great. You know, you, you read this stuff and things click in your brain. Or you're buying and starting courses because after all, it's that one course that's going to change everything, right? And before I offend anybody with my sarcasm, I can't, I can't get rid of it guys, but please know that it, I'm directing all of this at myself, right? But there's always that one thing that's going to change everything. Or you spend a lot of time and energy creating all this cohesive branding collateral, right? The logo, the site, the lead magnets, the, the course. Uh, graphics, the title clips for, you know, all of that stuff really, right? That can take forever. Um, and it feels like work because at, at some point that stuff needs to be done, but, but truly it's a distraction. Um, or you spend all this time mapping out products and services. The key being mapping out. That's great. You can mind map, diagram, outline all of this stuff, but the problem is it tends to stay there, right? sharing things on social media, making lists of ideas, creating multiple opt-ins for your site. Now, that's probably closer to actually doing the work, but a lot of people can also get stuck in the creating the landing page and the opt-in, but the actual lead magnet never gets created, right? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So here's why that's only sort of doing the work is because at the end of the day, you guys, you never actually produce anything cue the sad music, right? I don't know that sad music, but you get my point. So what I was thinking would be most helpful with this is um, to share a couple examples and stories of two real life people I know, um, because I think it's going to make more sense and probably connect on a deeper level for many of you guys. And before I share these stories, let me say that there is zero judgment. You know, at the end of the day, this isn't my life. It's not my business, but I've seen myself in both of these stories at different times and in all of the examples I've given you. And I'm getting a little emphatic about all of this because of the changes, the exponential growth and changes I've seen in my business over the last really couple, two years max right but more like the year and a half of applying all of these boring strategies day in and day out um, so both of these examples uh, are people that i know and i'm close with and both are still in the same place they were 9 years ago when i started this business one friend i've known for about 20 years and is someone uh, and the other one is someone i met with the first summer that i in my business so and for those of you guys listening the the I'm going to go into more detail here. So if you look at the show notes, um, you're getting a much deeper version of these stories, right? So the first story, story number one. So the, this this first friend that I've known for like 20 years, oh, I love my coffee, uh, was with me from the very beginning of my journey in internet marketing. I've I've shared the story about having gone to this wealth expo in San Francisco. So I'm sorry if this is uh, a little bit redundant, but this was pre pre real estate crash, right of 2008. So I I believe it was 2006, and it was put on by the Learning Annex. Gosh, I don't even know if they're around anymore. The fun thing, you guys, the keynotes were um, Tony Robbins. I think Robert Kiyosaki spoke, and Donald Trump. And we're going to just leave that alone. But anyways, um. So we, we went to this wealth expo and like a lot of uh, big conferences like this, you know, they have, you've got the keynotes or the the main speakers, the main stage, the main hall. And there's all these little offshoot sessions, right? And we went into one of their side sessions and it was about internet marketing. I will say uh, around this time, was it, gosh, I'm not sure. But within a couple years prior to that, I had... I had my interest piqued about internet marketing when I heard someone on an audio program and it was Mark Victor Hansen's mega speaking empire, right? Who knew that the speaking platform would be the podcast, but this was like CDs in my car, you guys. And so, but there was an internet marketer on there talking about internet marketing. And I thought, Oh my gosh, this is like, Whoa, it it just, a light bulb went off. And let's look at the fact that the light bulb probably went off in like 2005. (laughs) And I started my business in 2008. So let all – just keep the timeline in the back of your head if you're ever feeling like it's taking forever to get somewhere. Um, So before I go too much further, too, let me remind you guys that I was not technical at this point in my life. Or I should say I didn't think I was. But, you know, my husband was was like my, how do you do this? I would go to him. He was like programming in eighth grade and stuff, right? Where – I swear, I think he's looking down on me like, go get him, girl. Like, I've got that champ there. Um, But the thing is, so we went to this conference, and this friend is very positive, optimistic, um, kind person, super, super easy to be around, right? Just does not, we all have our moments, but is not somebody that looks at the negative ever. Uh, So we were both hooked, right, by the promise and possibility of the internet. guys, I really, really thought that I was going to be this millionaire information marketer because we had the the, the session, the guy was talking about making, I don't know, eight or $9,000 a month selling eBooks, like on little niches. And I think the two specific niches that I can remember, one was about party planning, right? Like here's how to plan Halloween parties for kids or whatever. And the other one was on either breeding pet rats. It was something to do with rats. And that was making him like $2,000 a month. And it was like, what? Like for selling eBooks, right? So anyways, we bought this dude's course, needless to say, and it was probably $1,200. And we walked out of there all pumped, right? With, with our, I don't know about you guys. I still, I love getting stuff in the mail, right? But we had our, our CD sets and our books and our spiral bound probably regurgitated PowerPoints or whatever, but it felt very official. So fast forward to 2008 and I had that, I had a little bit of a cushion, right? And I went all in with my online business. You guys know where that's led me. I'm not going to go through my journey in this episode. Here I am today, right? So during the last nine years though, I've created multiple websites for my friend, none of which ever got off the ground once the site was created. Um, and and so, and there are times guys where I was like, I just did that for you. Why didn't you do anything with it? Right. Like, and (laughs) this might sound really egotistical, but like, if you had me saying, let me do something free for you, wouldn't you run with it? Right. And, but, but whatever. Right. Like, that's okay. And, and when my time got tighter, I stopped doing stuff like that. Right. And want to help at the same time there is a challenge when th- this i guess this speaks to that adage of when you pay for something you value it a little bit more because and i don't think she's taking advantage of me that's not who this person is at all but <clears throat> um i would say a couple years ago she bought invested like 5000 in someone's uh training program um that i knew and she And the, the basis of, of that program was to build your audience through a Facebook page, pick a niche, build the audience. Uh They taught you how to do this. And then you start selling to them, you sell through your Facebook page, then you go to whether it's a funnel or a site or whatever, right? Well, she grew the Facebook page to well over 60,000 people, very active, responsive uh, followers, right on the page. But the problem was that her heart wasn't into the niche. Okay. And so for anybody who hears that, because I, I think there is, and I don't know, maybe I'm going to get, you know, flack for this, but I think there is this element of difference between men and women. And I'm not saying that men don't want to enjoy what they do. That's not what I mean. But I think that the fun of the business piece is where, like, the niches are relevant to some men, Right. And I'm sure there are some women, so I'm not trying to be like a total sexist numpty here, but most women I know want, need to feel something about what they're doing, right? There is this innate kind of, uh, I don't know. There's this innate thing in us, right? The problem with, with not being in the niche though is that it's like she never pulled the trigger. She, so she, she grew this huge audience. And so that the, the direction was even just start, 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 you guys pick something on Amazon, right? So that was the direction, pick something on Amazon, share it, just an affiliate link, whatever, and see if they'll buy, right? So are they willing to vote by taking out their credit card? That's a Russell Brunsonism. But are they going to vote by taking out their credit card? And so and there's, there's total transparency, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, check this out. You know, having provided value in connecting and engaging check this out. Yes, they click through to Amazon, but who cares? if they like it, they like it, right? And you're getting some data. I went through and probably found, I don't know, at one point, because this is a, a niche that, and I don't mean to be ambiguous, but not my, well, it's not my story to tell, but I'm telling it. Um, I'm not going to get into details, but found like, excuse me, 10 items or so Like for one seasonal thing, this is a great market for seasonal stuff. And I was like, just put it up. Well, never, ever, ever, ever. So now she's focusing on a different page and is going to start over with that process. And because, you know, was it, I don't know if I've talked about that. The one piece in the expert secrets book where he talks about having like a charismatic leader, right? Not everybody wants that role. Not everybody wants to sit behind a mic and talk for an hour or be on video. I totally get that. So she thought, you know, e-commerce would be great. You know, well, the thing, like personally, I don't want to get into packing and shipping and storing product or finding fulfillment centers and all that. And again, it takes time to grow that to the place where you've got a store with multiple things, right? But couldn't you just pull the trigger on one thing? One single thing. You guys, I've got my friend Trey coming back on the episode. He was way back um, making six figures a month selling t-shirts, literally has hit $10 million in 90 days with one physical product and buying a ton of traffic. Total different business model, right? But the point is one product. So it doesn't need to be this Like you gotta, you gotta see what is gonna work. You gotta try. There, there is no crystal ball. And that's the image actually I have in the post is this, there's this crystal ball because I think oftentimes, you know, people are waiting. They think, you know, that list I gave you guys a few minutes ago of I'm reading all these things. I'm looking at all these sites. I'm doing all this research. Why hasn't the quote unquote idea why isn't the thing, my passion, my this, my that, why hasn't that just come to me? It's not going to come to you. You may have a brilliant idea, but not executed on. It's irrelevant, right? So waiting and and people – and I say this very, you know, general, but, but I've just seen so many people do – you get – when I say you, it's universal you, but it's like, you know, getting stuck in that – Research this idea, that idea, this. Oh my Lord. I, I, that's the sort of work you feel like you're doing something. So it pulls off that tinge of, I'm still not where I want to be because you're doing something, but you're not actually pulling the trigger on anything. So, you know, the two things that stick most with me about, um, her story are the first thing is that she doesn't have the confidence in herself with the computer to follow through. And I've also said this multiple times, you know, you guys, I'm self-taught and I'm not saying it's, it's been easy. And there are things that we all have different affinities for, right? Like I could probably learn how to, I don't know. I was trying to think of something, um, do, you know, work on the engine of a car, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want it. Right. But I was hungry enough to, to figure this stuff out. And I'm not saying she's not hungry enough. I don't mean that. But at the end of the day, I've sold, I've said to her a handful of times, take a basic PC class. Look at, you've got Linda, you've got all these things, but you have to sit down in front of the damn computer and do the course. This is how, you know, to, I mean, can you imagine trying to build an online business if you don't have the basic fundamentals down of creating folders and saving things and uploading and some of the basics, right? And again, you guys, no judgment, no judgment. She's got almost at 20 years. I keep forgetting how old I am. She's about 15 years older than me. Um, But, but it's one of those things that it's like, that's a fundamental, right? Like mastering basic PC skills, or Mac, you know, of course, I would prefer Mac, but I was a PC user for a long time. But but really understanding basic fundamentals of running your own personal computer, um, which really is what the PC piece there. Um, but, but it totally gets in the way of pulling the trigger or, you know, so with this niche, there was probably last fall, she'd come over and like, look, let's just put up a landing page, get people on an email list, get, you know, say, Hey, sites coming, sites coming, get people on an email list. I set up the page. I added it through my autoresponder, never shared the page. And so, what is that fear? right? And then the other piece is that she's way too worried about getting it right instead of just picking something and putting it out into the world right and waiting for the thing you're the thing here's a perfect example, you guys when I launched the WordPress chick, I just fell in love with the name i was this was truly an ignorance's bliss. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't it's kind of <laughs> I think it's kind of ballsy right to claim that in a way, but it was truly ignorance's bliss. And really, I know there's a there was a well lot less competition, I guess, then. But at the end of the day, you don't there there is no guarantee anything's gonna work. There is no guarantee you're gonna get it right. You you get it right by putting it out there and doing it. So she's still working at it, and I know she can do it. I totally, totally know that there's this piece in her that just wants this really really badly but you she has to decide and she has to accept that it's going to be uncomfortable that you got to do the stuff that isn't fun right and I, i'm going to do a little bit of a rant at the end of this on the whole idea phase but but there is this place of okay now i need to sit and write create produce make the offer whatever just just do it once and then you say That wasn't so bad, right? I mean, seriously, you guys. I'm now I'm shouting. (laughs) I love it when I startle myself. But you know, like one of the podcast sponsorships, I just asked, hey, do you guys do this? And it was the best one I I was like, all right, community to ask again. All that can not nothing will fall apart. And I know none of this is new, you guys, but I just feel like it bears repeating because it feels lonely sometimes and it feels frustrating when you're like, God, how did I just spend eight hours doing this or whatever? Yesterday was one of those days for me where I went, oh my God, it's three o'clock already because I was on it. <laughs> and it was, I, I'm i focused right now and it feels really good. The truth is, I would love to, to think, sweet, I've got it now, right? I've got it. No, it's going to be new level, new devil. I'll have my peaks and valleys again, but right now, Things are gelling like magellan, and that's not what is. I don't know. I'm gonna forget. I'm stop trying to do that. Okay. Story number two. So this second friend is someone that I connected with in the summer of 2008, and we connected through Facebook, and we instantly hit it off. And she's in another part of the world, um, and I've even taken a trip out on a plane to go see her, and it was fun. Here's the thing, though. Oh that's funny. I said that and I looked down like two paragraphs and I've got here's the thing now so <laughs> coming up again. Um in the entire time I've known her you guys, she has not stuck with one single project, site, idea, whatever. Not one, you guys. Nothing has ever been given the chance to grow, to take root or evolve. It's the flavor of the month thing and the problem is that she can execute on this stuff really quickly. So it also then starts feeling like she's doing the work because she can get a side up. She can execute. She can, you know, she's got a designer. She's got a developer, and, and she used to do all the stuff herself, but it's like she can execute, right? She can get this stuff up. Friend in story number one can't. So it's a big barrier, you know, but here's this other person that is, <laughs> she's got all the skills to make all of this work. She's super smart. I mean, she was truly one of my go-to people when I would get stuck with things before I had developers and stuff, right? And I mean, she's a natural at figuring stuff out. And it's like when I would have clients that were using Infusionsoft, I would just send them to her. I hate still hate it. Um I didn't I didn't want to get in there and do it. But there's also clearly a fear of putting something out into the world. And instead of sticking with something She's decided that she works better with multiple sites going at a time. Hear my heart, you guys. There was a time where I'd be working on this and I'd be working on this. Like I said, never lacking in ideas. But the WordPress check has been my foundation, right? There are times pre-podcast probably where it got more attention than others. And it was, but I just, I never let it go. I knew that it was something, right? And I, this whole thing of because i I had tried saying, well, just just pick one and get it going, and then be working on the others well and I would get, well, no, no, you know what, I've thought about that, and it really works better for me i like I get bored, and I like having all these things going on. Here's the thing, okay, that was my second here's the thing. it's not working if none of them are completed, none of them are making money, none of them are building an audience, a list like nothing has happened with any of them. At what point do you say, uh, this really isn't working, right? I'm not any closer to any of the goals that I set nine effing years ago. And you guys, I know I'm very <laughs> passionate about that. It's not my life, right? Who am I to judge? But I had to say that too, like Kim You can't sell anything if you don't make offers. You're not going to make money. You know, at what point, I sound really frustrated, and I'm not, but it was me looking in the mirror saying, girl, it's go time. It's go time. You need to put your shit out into the world for sale. And you guys might be wondering, well, where is it? But I told you there's only two things, lead surveys, and there's going to be one thing for sale through the WordPress check, minus some Uh, like strategy sessions or one off sessions, I will keep doing those. But you know, that's it. And then you're going to hear about it frequently, because it's a business and I need to make money. So here's the thing, the common denominator in both of these stories is fear. For whatever reason, neither friend is pulling the trigger. And, you know, again, might be asking yourself, what on earth does this have to do with you, Kim? Because it gets frustrating um, I don't know. Maybe I needed to rant today, but it hurts my heart for them when I can feel the pain or I feel the frustration. And you know, or you know, another friend who who will um well, my opt-in's not working. Well, it's been up two weeks, and it, and you know, and it's like, well, how do you know it's not working? Oh, only this many people have opted in. Well, how many were opting in the other one? Mm, same. Okay, so really, it's a traffic issue. It's not a. It's not your lead magnet. It's like, if no one is seeing it, how can you decide that it's not working? And why, after only being up two weeks and you've spent how much time on this, do you want to go start over at ground zero? You know, as as I've been <laughs> obsessing over watching the ClickFunnels marketing, and I see all of these um, opt-in lead generation funnels that he does, Right. So you look at the book, expert secrets. Well, this, you know, and he calls them self liquidating offers, right? Where he does a, a free plus shipping or whatever, or they are giving something away. Well, it's because they know where to, how to make money on the back end of it. And he knows the cost to acquire a customer. But, but a lot of the stuff that they give away is like, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Funnel graffiti, right? They they do classes and stuff too. And the trainings, but you've got a book, you've got funnel graffiti, you've got all these different things that are kind of physical swag. People like this stuff, you guys, I'm telling you. So instead of going back and recreating a huge ebook, and you guys, I'm not saying not to give value, that's not my point. But if if pulling yourself away from getting your thing out means I'm going to go create this new lead magnet. I need, to, so all of a sudden we're back at square one. It takes another month to create this. You're going to be in the same position. So you get, this is the hamster wheel. Well, this didn't work. Try something else. This didn't work. Instead of this didn't work, hmm, but somebody opted in. So it did work a little bit, right? Like, what is the percentage of conversion to traffic? it's really a traffic issue. So maybe I should try a lead ad or maybe I should try boosting a post on Facebook. Something. I mean, I think gone are the days guys where it was strictly organic, unless you were going to go all out and be like this prolific master of creation. And you're going to do live streaming and you're going to do YouTube. And I mean, you got to be all over it. I think organic is obviously not going anywhere, but I think pay to play is a little bit more of where it's going and I will be jumping back in. But, you know, my my point, really, with this is that we've all been there at one time or another, it is so easy to confuse activity with productivity, right? And it's just or make blanket statements, like I was telling with that story, that things don't work after we make either a half ass effort, or have only tried once. (laughs) It totally reminds me, hold on, coffee, sip, Play reminds me of something Tony Robbins said once on one of his audio programs years ago. I haven't listened to him in—I don't know how long—but um, he said, "How long would you give your average baby to walk?" It sounds ridiculous when you hear it, right? I mean, there isn't a time frame. You'll let the baby keep at it until they walk, and it, you know it. Think about um, when I was talking in the. Uh, entrepreneur or technician episode a couple episodes back. I was in the car and I was saying how my uh, brother was saying something to my son about, oh, well, you know, your mom keeps saying all these things are going to do this and that. And I mean, you know, she could have, you know, moved up with that company and done this. And uh, and it's like, okay, so based on whose time frame am I supposed to give up on my dreams? You may as well put me behind bars, right? If I can't continue, I will. I will stick with this. I mean, it's working, you guys. It's not like I'm still, you know, in beginning stages. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I honestly feel that everything I've done has led me to where I'm at today, which is the launch of lead surveys. I believe in that with every ounce of my being. And then the one thing that I'm going to sell through the WordPress chick, I'm going to continue this podcast. I'm going to continue showing up. I'm going to launch the Just Show Up TV and keep sharing the journey, right? I'm not giving up ever, was it Winston Churchill, right? Never, ever, ever give up. Um, you know, we all like ideas and someone had said this to me once, like, and it was this, oh, I love coming up with ideas. This is what I'm really good at. (laughs) Um, okay. You know, like, don't we all, who doesn't love, I love doing those brainstorming you can do this and you can do that. Right. And all this stuff. That's why I had shifted. I've shifted the, um, like I, you know, I've done coaching, I'll do a strategy session, or I do these one off sessions for 90 minutes. And we get on and we screen share and I map this out and I break it down. And I talk I'm the one doing the diagramming for you, the whole thing's recorded, right? How And then go implement, you want to come back and work with me again, great, go do that, then come back. But it's it's having that tangible, you know, taking the ideas and how do I put them into action now? Because, you know, if there is any entrepreneurial bent in you at all, because I'm sure there's some people listening to this that really consider themselves more of a technician and want to stay in that role. Great. Um, it is You know that ideas are a dime a dozen. Although I will tell you that just like muscle, right, it's that they start disappearing when you're not using them, when you're not putting them into action, when you're not exercising uh, the idea muscle. And The thing is, is the loving to come up with ideas is nowhere near as rewarding as it is when you see that idea through. I know you guys have probably sound this is a little bit, I don't know if esoteric is the right word, but this is the core stuff, guys. This is the foundation. This is what builds everything else. And, you know, it's when you see that idea through and who you become in the process I don't know if you guys have felt this. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I again, I don't know that I would say that I was, I, I don't know, lacking confidence, but there is a conviction with everything I'm doing that has changed only because of the small, consistent action I take over and over and over again. Like, I feel like I can strip my stuff, you know, like I am walking the walk. So, hey, if somebody doesn't like it or it doesn't work, that's okay. There's somebody else that's going to resonate with. And so, but the confidence and the strength came through the doing, you know, so when you make a commitment to yourself to give this idea of yours a chance to fly, to grow, to get some legs, that's when the magic starts happening. I just, I'm a little ranty, I'm sorry, but I have seen so many people who are pretty much just waiting for the idea to come to them. Or they put it out once and decide that it didn't work. And it's like, nah, it's not how it works. And, you know, or I did this for a long time, you guys. H- have you ever had something where you put it out and it's like this? This is going to be the game changer. This is that tipping point where all of a sudden my life is going to look just like that damn vision board I created, right? I like doing vision boards. It's not a knock at that. But um, Really, like investing in masterminds, wait, I've now got a high ticket offer, I'm spending money on ads, that's, those are the things that are going to make it all work. Now, you know why? Because at my core, it wasn't what I, it wasn't me, like, I want to be out there impacting and influencing and inspiring, right? And so being a service provider was not something I ever and when I say service provider, I mean, you know, websites and doing behind the scenes stuff for other people. <laughs> My ego feels total resentment, like I should be doing this for me. Um, you know, so it's, but there, I can't tell you guys how many times I expected a product or a course or something to do more. And I, I knew that I had changed, uh, quote unquote, grown up, right? Within this space, when we did the lead surveys. We, me, did the lead surveys webinar, and it was a complete cluster, right? Where I told you guys, be live didn't work, all that stuff, and I was like, yeah, but I, we still sold <laughs> some pre-founder accounts. I know this thing is good. How I need to tell a different story about this. I need to reframe this. I need to go back to the drawing board and and get the messaging right. And then it's going to be then I'm going to put this webinar out that I've spent a month working on. You guys, I have a call after this to finish up the copy tweaks that need to happen. And I'm gonna do it every friggin' week until the the app is live. And then I'll shift it. And I'm going to keep doing it every week until it is running and can be run on autopilot till it's, it's converting till I know that it's working and I can do it in my sleep. This was not the Kim of years ago, I would do the webinar. Uh, you know, and if I went into it feeling like, I don't know, because I hadn't practiced enough, or my ego was like, you've got this, you're social, you like to present. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, so the the game changing happens when you show up every day and do the work. And, you know, when you create and publish, and you guys, you cannot worry about what anyone else is going to think about it. Because um, who cares? <laughs> right? I mean, who cares? Um, we all do that the bottom line is we do. Is, you know, it's like, who cares if, you know, I, I, you know, here's a great example, guys. Um, I, so I've been thinking about doing this, just show up TV. And I don't know if you guys, I mean, I've been using that saying hashtag just show up for a long time. And I originally had done like a membership site with it and it was going to be training on WordPress. You guys, I don't want to, I didn't want to do it then, but I felt like I need to do this. Right. So anyways, it's never left me that just show up. And the tagline was do business is only you can do. And so I know what resonates with me. And the reason I have, you know, drank the ClickFunnels Russell Kool-Aid is because I've gotten to see this other side of him, to see him talking about uh, his Marketing Secrets podcast. It was the two episodes, they pretty recently, where it was, he broke down a presentation he gave at Funnel Hacking Live. And the second part Uh, it was your only one funnel away, part one and two. The second part, he tells the story of meeting with the bankruptcy attorney, having to, he had to keep letting people go. They had hundreds of thousands of dollars frozen in merchant accounts for six months, could do nothing about it, couldn't pay anybody. Um, Gets a call from his dad saying, I got some bad news for you. Because his bookkeeper um, wasn't stealing, but had been kind of making it look like everything was okay just because she knew things were bad and did not have the heart to tell him. So he owed $250,000 in payroll taxes to the IRS. Not somebody that lets you go, right? So and and getting weepy, sharing the story of the one friend who said, I'll take a 50% pay cut. I still believe in you, right? And And seeing that or the behind the scenes stuff where it's like it doesn't work or this – to see that human side, it connects with me. It inspired me to say, I want to do more of that. That is the stuff I like doing still in. And so whether I don't, you guys, I don't totally know what it looks like. My daughter, the film student is helping me to craft this. Um, Some are going to be, you know, uh, conversations with people. I'm going to start recording more of my life, which (laughs) might be totally boring. Um, What we're going to see. But, really the behind the scenes stuff, right? Like another example that would have been great. And I probably need to just do this. um, But uh, my friend Steve is, he's my go-to copy guy, like help me with, with both podcast intros for the don't give a Fox podcast and the new one for the WordPress chick. So I write it out, then we go through it together and he helps, he asks me questions so that I can rephrase it. And it's like, what is, this is where you, you leave with a benefit. Like what are they getting out of this? Right. And, and learning how to do that. So the cool thing with that is that every single one of our Skype calls are recorded. All my Skype calls automatically get recorded, so I don't forget. And so with eCam, it, it records a screen. So we'll have to do like some time lapses, but you can see the process of creating this and how many ideas went went into it and went and didn't. So you know when I go through the presentation now, I need to say, okay, turn on the webcam, record it there, and do the screen recording. And then you go, what is, you know, it may take me two months, you guys, for all I know, to say, okay, this is worth sharing. This is, uh, and I don't want to say production worthy, but, you know, the best quality I can do with what I've got. I mean, my daughter's got these amazing cameras and stuff. But um, I also need to be able to manage this without her because she's moving, <laughs> uh, you know, six, seven hours away. So I have to be able to shoot stuff and send it to her and let her craft it. Um you know but it is all of this stuff you guys is it's it's scary there's probably more i remember my my therapist saying to me one time that the the body doesn't know the difference between excitement and fear right like and maybe it's not fear it's excitement and um anticipation apprehension i forget but the the physiological feeling in our bodies is similar and so now I'm just going to choose to be excited regardless of what I'm feeling. It's like I get this little Ooh, in my stomach, right? And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Um, But, you know, all I can say is if you feel stuck or uninspired, sitting around waiting for the answer, it, it, that's never going to work. It's just never going to work. Now you may have your go-tos. Um, I mean, if you're just reading, consuming, following, buying stuff, I mean, that's not going to work either. And there, I have my go-tos, right? That can lift me up, right? Or, or pull me up. I have a Disney playlist. I have like, I like upbeat happy music, um, or kind of classic rock. Uh, but no, like I can't do anything that's going to make me want to just pull the covers up over my head. Um, so I've got certain playlists in Spotify. I keep, I mean, ClickFunnels can't produce enough of these podcasts and Funnel Hacker TV because I'm just studying it, you guys. The energy inspires me. He has a ridiculous amount of energy. I'd love it if I had that much. Well, no, that's not me. But, you know, just saying to myself, it's inspired me to say, okay, you got you, your health has to come first, because now you're pumped, like you have all the stuff you want to do. And I want to feel the best that I can, right. And so having your go tos, what inspires you? Podcasts, I have, you know, spiritual stuff that that has an energy that that makes me laugh and keeps me. It reminds me to come back to self and ground myself in my business, um, you know. But but you guys look, you know, all this stuff. It, it's scary. It's exciting. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. You know, I I truly understand how challenging it can be to do something, keep at it day in and day out when you're not getting any feedback or validation right and which is why you have to then step even further outside of your comfort zone and share what you create right and give yourself a window truly you know like say to yourself look i'm just going to create something this week and i i'm not telling you what to create whether it's a blog post a video and all, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter even maybe it's just a meme that you create and you put on facebook or whatever or you finally introduce yourself in a Facebook group like content creators that you should be a member of if you're not yet. <laughs> um, but you know, you have to then start selling yourself to the world, connect with people, form relationships with like minded people. Um, that's going to be a whole other episode at some point And where, you know, you realize, um, where I'm at on time. Let me just take a quick peek here. Oh, we're winding down, but, but, but I'll go into that more. But, you know, uh, there's somebody that, you know, I had been talking pretty frequently with, um, boxing, chit-chatting, whatever. And in a way, because of where they were at in their business, it held me back and, um, sort of natural circumstances, this person, you know, some people tend to go dark when things aren't going well in their own lives. I just, was kind of done really, to be honest with you. And I'm like, I I'm I'm done. I can't chase this. I wish them nothing but love and the best, but I'm focusing on me and it's pretty phenomenal what occurred within, you know, a month of that relationship being put where it belongs, if that makes sense, right? Like from a distance, not being part of my day-to-day. So, you know, it's so important to surround yourself with people Um, that are like-minded. And I'm not saying everybody has to be entrepreneurs that are all hyper and happy all the time, you know, but, um, you know, no one in my quote unquote real life, right? Family, friends, nobody does this stuff, but they're all awesome human beings. Um, so, you know, just remind yourself that if you don't promote yourself, why would anybody else? Right. And people let people give people the opportunity to find out how awesome you are. Um, so yeah, this was, I hope this wasn't too ranty guys and love to hear what you think of the new intro, assuming it made it into this episode. Um, but I think, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm going to go, um, grab some water just because I thought it'd be fun to go to the bathroom 82 times today, um, and finish my coffee as well. I'm going to raise my desk and I'm going to get back at, uh, finishing up the copy for this presentation. So, you guys, uh, if you love this, I I would be so honored. Please leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, It means the world to me. It helps other people find the podcast, which, holy moly, I don't know if I announced this last week. Um, Yeah, we hit over over 31,000 downloads for July. What the what? I know. I know. I know. That was my – I'm not going to do it super loud. I can do that really loud, you guys. Monica from friends. Anyways, you guys the best. Thank you as always for listening and I will catch you next week. Have a fantastic morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. All right, guys, take care. Today's episode is brought to you by leadsurveys.io. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You decide on a lead magnet. You create an amazing ebook for your potential subscribers. You get the opt-in up whatever platform you're using it's connected to your autoresponder and then crickets are your visitors getting bored with the same type of opt-in all of this we're getting used to seeing the same things over and over right so what if you could market to your subscribers based on the information they gave you at the first point of contact yep that's what lead survey is going to do you can generate quality leads with simple surveys that convert not open yet. Lead Surveys is coming soon. Get an early invitation by going to thewpchick.com forward slash lead surveys. Again, that URL is thewpchick.com forward slash lead surveys.